Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast. Everything that's weird. We're your host, I'm Anthony, this is Brandon, and we're here with our researcher, Mario. And tonight... (laughs) Yes, we are going back in time, or back to the future, depending on... Without uh, all that uh, creepy, nasty kind of vibe. (laughs) Yeah, dude, uh, is it John Mulaney? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he worries. does a hysterical thing about Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and he says, uh, "You know, they were pitching that movie. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, so they build a time machine. And they're like, oh, so they go like back in time and they stop the Kennedy assassination. Like, he's like, no, no. Like, we thought it'd be funny if you know he tried to fuck his mom. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but he doesn't fuck his mom." <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. So, this is the sur- this is the story of Sergei Ponomarenko, not yeah. the figure skater. Yeah, not the, not the not the gold medalist figure skater from <laughs> Russia. Which honestly, I didn't know until um <laughs> until I started looking this up to that right, guy actually. Right. You have to weed through all the figure skating stuff to get <laughs> um so in a nutshell have you ever read um the slaughterhouse five no okay the slaughterhouse five is about a guy that's unfrozen in time so he his consciousness kind of hard to explain but his consciousness floats between different parts of his life so like think about the different parts of your life all of a sudden he's like a teenager and with him in this particular story he's like in the war he's like 19 he's in uh, the World War 2 and then he's like a grandpa and then he's like a dad and then he's like a newlywed and that's kind of the story that we have today. So it starts off, it's 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of nowhere, this guy is being weird. <laughs> He's, yeah. That gets he, you arrested in, in Kiev. Well, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's 2006, uh, Ukraine. Yep. And He's like, has no idea what's going on. And he's looking around. He's like confused. And this draws the um, attention of some police officers to come up and start talking to him. And they're like, who are you? You know? And he tells them his name. And he says, what's weird is this street was called something else and so they look at him 
and he's got really old clothes on, mm-hmm. but they look brand new, and he's got a really old camera, but again, it's like brand new. Yeah. So, they start, you know, asking what he's doing, where he's, you know, who he is, his ID, they get his ID, and when they get his ID, they, mind you, 2006, um, he has a USSR Soviet Union identification. Yeah, which dissolved in 91. Right. Yeah, and he keeps asking him what to, uh, what day, what's the year. Over and over again, he keeps asking him what year it is. So, there's a podcast about Scorpion's Wind of Change. Yeah. And how it was made by the CIA. <laughs> uh, I'm just telling you, it's out there. All Pretty right. good. And birds aren't Pretty real. Good. You know what, though? Uh, there's a little bit of truth in, in it. It was like a whole campaign... It was a social campaign. So a lot of people don't know this real quick before we continue the story. The Berlin Wall came down by accident. The They were trying to unify Germany, but they didn't want it to happen the way it happened. And some guy was given an order to start letting people in and he what they meant by that was (laughs) checking IDs and letting people come in from East Germany to West Germany and vice versa right instead he said bring down the wall totally true and it started this like crazy domino effect and everybody's like walls coming down and it's just that is literally how it started. They what they wanted to do was like this soft open, like they kind of do, like they kind of right. do in Korea, you know, where they the, some North Koreans go into South Korea and some South Koreans come into North Korea and they have like this tea party, very nice etiquette. Instead, it was like rock and roll, bitches, and like yeah. you know. So, fun fact, I have a piece of the Berlin Wall on top of my refrigerator. So, anyway. <laughs> nice. Um, they they start looking into him. He gives them this thing. They think, well, he's crazy. Immediately. Yeah. And he because he's insistent that, you know, this is the time that he's from. And, and he has a picture in his wallet of this thing. This lady who's his fiance at the time mm-hmm. in his timeline. And um, so they kind of send him off to the doctor. Oh yeah, and, they take him they take him to the psychiatric clinic. They go see her and she's like, Really? Because he disappeared once before. Well <laughs> he goes, yeah. He wait he uh he uh he got the police took him to the psychiatric clinic in Kiev to see this Dr. Pablo uh, Kuchikov. And he examined him and they took the camera and because he, he wasn't believe they weren't believing him, his story, obviously. And because he kept saying he was born in 1932 and blah, blah, blah. 
um, that would make him 74. And he said he looked like he was anywhere between 25 and 30. Right. And he gets there and they, why the, the, the police get curious why he's with this doctor and he's getting examined. And they decide they want to develop his film to see what's on the thing. Cause he kept telling them, just look at, just look at my camera. And he had, they, they had to find somebody first because the film that was in the camera, they hadn't made since like 1970s, sometime in the seventies, they quit making right. the film for that camera. So they had to find a, a vintage camera store and get the guy to develop in his dark room with all the right proper equipment. And he told the officers that the film was like brand new, even though they haven't made it since the seventies and it wasn't all used. So they developed the film and they find on it, these pictures from what appears to be 1950s Kiev with the guy that they just arrested and this woman that he was talking about um, in these photos in different places in Kiev. And he's wearing the clothes he had on when they arrest him in some of these pictures. And um, they, they, so he's, why he's doing that, they're doing their own like little background investigation of this. And he, uh, he, he spent like what, two years, right? He spends like two years there and then he just disappears out of the hospital. No, they got cameras and everything. No cameras show him leaving. He, he just disappears. So they get more curious about this guy and they go and they, they, they start looking into him and they find that there's a missing report person's report from 1958 for him that he did go, a guy, a man named Sergei Pomnarenko was, went missing in 1958. They go and find his girlfriend. They look her up. She's like 74 now. And when they go and see her, she says, yeah, he disappeared in 1958, but he showed back up two years later. The mm-hmm. exact amount of time he was supposedly in the future. So they, they have like video when he goes and actually talks to the psychiatrist. Psychologist or psychiatrist? Psychiatrist. <laughs> San Diegans. <laughs> so he she she says he's just fixated on her cell phone mm-hmm. and he can't stop looking at it and he's he like he's enamored by it he's just like can't handle what it is and that she's talking on it and that it's a communication device mm-hmm. and she's like she said the same thing he's out of place mm-hmm. but then later um, his girlfriend, wife, fiance. Mm-hmm. Did they say? Is it his wife? It was just his girlfriend. Okay, she's in possession of another picture. No, it was on his camera. Okay, I know where you're going, but that was on his camera. But it's from 2050. Yes, and it shows a different Kiev. 
Oh, that's that's where. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about because on his film. No, she. I thought. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say. I thought she had possession. Yes, of that. but because on his film, he said just before this incident happened, he saw some kind of craft in the sky he couldn't recognize, and he took right. a picture of it. So when they develop the film, they find all these old photos, but they find on it a photo of a UFO. It was a bell-shaped UFO in the sky. And then then they go, when you're talking to the girlfriend, and she says he was gone for two years, but he returned. But then he disappeared again and never came back. And years later, she received a a letter in the mail and it had photos in it and they were apparently from him from the year 2050 and it shows him standing against the the skyline of kiev which didn't exist right it was like a not not in 2006 when she was showing him the photo there like it was there was all these skyscrapers and yeah it looks like a city yeah big city (laughs) um so then security footage, he never left the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just disappears. And that's kind of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. What the story is, is whether or not this is real, how it happened. Is it possible that it happened? But they that call a man... it one of the most documented cases of time travel because what you have is the police arresting him. Police, you know, obviously they're going to file a report. The police took him to a psychiatric clinic. Um, He was treated by a doctor. He was interviewed by the doctor on film. He was filmed entering the the hospital. He wasn't filmed leaving the hospital. He had film on his camera that was developed to show pictures of him in Kiev in the dated timelines. Um, he has he has somebody actually corroborating the story. Yeah, whether then, or not yep. you know it's real, she actually is like, yeah. Yep, a girlfriend corroborates the, the Let story. Let me guess, he went back in time. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen him for two years. He's time traveling, I guess. He does it all the time. <laughs> um, but then he shows up with this picture, older man, and. With the backdrop of Kiev, and comparatively, the photos, you know, it's its a completely undeveloped piece of land, but here it's like, it's like a city. It looks like New York City or Chicago or, mm-hmm. you know, any other, any other kind of populated city. Um, they never have found him. They've never found him to this day. They... They haven't been able to track him down. They don't understand how he left. Um, they haven't been able to consider it a hoax. Um, or, you know, lock down that if it's real. <laughs> it's just kind of this story that's out there. But it is interesting. Yeah, it's got, <laughs> so it's got it, everything. I mean, it does. And it, it, even so aliens. You, it does have aliens. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. That, that's going to be my first point in the second, the second um, segment. But, yeah, so Sergei Ponomarenko, 
Not the figure skater. Not the figure skater. Shows up in 2006 thinking it's... Um, 1958. 1958 with documents and papers that puts him as part of the, a citizen of the Soviet Union. Yeah, and, and everything's like pristine. His clothes are pristine. His camera's pristine. The film's pristine. His ID that's from the Soviet Union that no, hasn't existed for decades. In, in is, movies, is in movies, they say he's a period piece because he is mm-hmm. to the period. Yeah, everything is pristine about him to the period. Yep. Um, they get they send him to get some kind of evaluation. He gets an evaluation. He's acting weird. He tells this story. They track down the lady that's part of the story. She's older. She's like, yeah, that mofo went missing in the 50s. Took off for two years. Came back. And I haven't seen him since. He sent me pictures. I have I have this picture. He says it's from 2050. And it shows Kiev as a populated, thriving, skyscraper-laden city. Mm-hmm. When they go like to check up on him, he's gone from the hospital. And that's where we're at, right? That's it. All right. Let's see what we think. Let's let's get into some facts. Let's see what we think. Okay, so right off the bat, the um, um, the bell-shaped UFO. What's what's crazy about that? I was doing a little research on this last night, and I kind of got a, a lot into the bell of the Nazis. So <laughs> apparently, apparently, a lot of in a lot of people don't. No, or maybe they don't. It's just not really taught a lot. But they were so much farther ahead than we were technology-wise mm-hmm. during that time. Um, just just like on simple technology. When I say simple technology, for the time it was like space age. But you know they had jets, and our fighter pilots were like, "Holy shit!" Like planes that are going twice as fast, you know, as ours. And they just didn't have enough time to crank them out, basically. You mm-hmm. know, that but they had did develop jet propulsion way earlier than it was like still a concept with the United States. And there's um Operation Paperclip. It it's about all the scientists in Nazi Germany that were kind of smuggled out of the country when that political climate like took over and mm-hmm. us in the Soviet Union basically played like old maid <laughs> and <laughs> traded scientists and then all the way through till the end of the war where there were like Nazi criminals that became part of 
the American scientific effort and the you know, Soviet Union scientific effort. Um, one of the things that came up when I was watching this was the bell and the Germans didn't really understand what it was, but they had captured some kind of energy and they were studying it and they had made some kind of breakthrough at the beginning of when America got into the war, like in 41, 42, yeah. but it was like a technology they were developing um, for like 10 years and they weren't sure what it did exactly, but it levitated um, it had like immense power. It could knock out systems, and they just weren't—they weren't able to figure out how to direct it and use it and all that. Yeah, I don't—I've never heard of it since, so I don't know if that's all just like folklore, uh, or whatever. But in my opinion, and I am not a physicist. Uh, I don't really understand wormholes or anything. I just kind of <laughs> don't think you can go back in time. But some people do. Some theoretical f- physicists You can look do. back in time. That's what they say. That's where you, they where say. you do every time you look up in the sky. That's true. Well, that is true. I mean, there's that uh, that movie Paul with yeah. uh, the alien. And yeah. He's like... If you think about it, it's time travel. He's jumping between time zones. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, like, real, real. Uh, there's the flight of the navigator theory. And if you don't know, that's a movie. Yeah. Is that Disney? I don't know what it is. I don't no. Know. no. I don't know who made it, but it was Spielberg? Disney. Feels like it's, I don't know. <laughs> but what flight of the navigator theory was that uh, this kid was picked up by a UFO. An AI UFO, right? Right. And he flew, you know, across the galaxy and flew back. And to him, um, you know. Almost no time had passed. A, a, like a day, maybe, or like a half yeah. a day had passed. But in, in Earth years, it was like 20 years. Uh, and they, yeah. thought, they thought he was just like a missing child. Um that you know got kidnapped or whatever but in actuality he was just like breaking the time barrier basically so that actually does happen well it's uh, like all goes back to Einstein's theory of relativity it's all relative time's relative like if it was like the example was like if you moved away from a clock fast enough so they've had, stop. they've had twin astronauts and they've worn and I don't, I don't really understand this and Mario maybe you can help us out of this but I guess the less mass that there is the f- faster time goes and the more mass there is the slower time goes yeah, and uh, they kind of they kind of they kind of explained it like the movie Interstellar, which I, yeah, I've I only seen say, like one a, time. I've seen it a dozen times. Interstellar because- is, is they 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 go to their they were looking for a planet to inhabit because they're a Stein, and 
one of the planets that one of the people found um it's next to a singularity or a black hole so, so the gravity is more gra- gra- gravity is a lot more intense and so they have to keep the ship out away from that gravitational pull because time is being distorted as you get closer it's getting it's it so time's moving slower for everybody down on the planet and i think they said they did a calculation they were talking about and it was like for every for every minute it's like seven years on earth okay so they and they end up being down there for like an hour or something so um, when they get and he's being affected, the guy there's one guy stays on the ship and and he's being affected by time too, but not as great as Earth, you know. And it's like when they get back, he's they he's been they've been gone for like eleven years, some shit like that. He's got like gray hair. Okay, so that is flight of the navigator. Um, and I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> so that is actually a real thing because there was twins that were astronauts and they did an experiment. One stayed on Earth and one went into space. Mm-hmm. And so... They were born six seconds apart. Uh, they're the Kelly brothers. Mm-hmm. And they had anatomical wristwatches and to log their actual time. And when they came back to Earth, uh, the one that was in space he was younger. He was younger than his brother. Yes. Sorry, I had to. I had to run that through my head. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. But so like, but and not by much, by like a, a few seconds. Yeah, because he was spending time in like zero g. Right. Exactly. So the so, wasn't affecting. Time. Okay. So when you think about that, when you think about that, over, you know, if you're. If gravity is not a thing and propulsion is not a thing, and you can manipulate gravity and you can go away, <laughs> and you flew to Pluto and back, by the time you got back, more more time would have passed on Earth than you would have been gone. Yeah, and that is a real like when you try to wrap your head around that. That's it's a hard. <laughs> it's a hard concept to grasp. Right. But, it, like, you know, you could picture, like, spinning a basketball. It doesn't take much for it to be a concept that's hard to grasp for me. <laughs> me either. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just nodding my head. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not on the basketball if it's spinning. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're basically moving faster than the basketball. You're You're moving, you know, faster than the time to what... And time is relative to your, you know, position. So, okay. Yeah. Now, because there there is theories about time, like all time happens all at once. 
past, present, future. It's all happening at the same time. Okay, that That's goes like, into like. That's like string theory. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which? Which starts turning my brain into mush. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing, the Soviet Union. Uh, I can tell you this: my buddy went to Europe, and uh, he bought me and my roommate um, KGB watches, <laughs> and they were cool. They had a uh, the old hammer and a sickle. They were black. They were mm-hmm. kinetic. And they had uh, like a leather uh, band. They were cool. They were cool looking. And uh, on the back, they had this like dolphin, like jumping over a wave, right? (laughs) And it had all this Russian writing around it. And I lived in LA, and we had band practice. And after after band, we're at this this bar and uh, having drinks or whatever and uh, all these Russian bartenders are there and this girl uh, I said hey are you Russian and she said yeah and I said okay here took off my watch I said do you read Russian she's like yeah I said okay can you tell me what this says on the back of it it's a KGB watch would you like a CIA watch right mm-hmm. <laughs> all right mm-hmm. So I was thinking like it had some kind of secret message like the drop is in the park. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the guy in glasses. Right. And uh, so she takes it. She's like, I have to go to the back. I said, all right. So she goes to the back and she comes out and she's like, um, uh, how do you say it? Uh, water resistant? And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Give me my goddamn watch back. <laughs> but that's the reason they lost the Cold War. That was the worst watch ever. It lost time. It lost, it lost time all the time. Like you could I even I even bought like a at like a sharper image. Because it was a kinetic watch, which means when you walk, it winds itself. Right. So I even went to like uh, sharper image, which they don't even have those stores. Do they have those stores anymore? I, I think you can go online. Okay, but they had like a kinetic watch winder. It was like nineteen dollars or something. So it's something that you put on your nightstand and you plug it in, and it basically moves back and forth and like winds your watch. Right. If you have a kinetic watch. And that thing would lose five minutes a day. <laughs> they were the worst watches ever. <laughs> That's why they, they lost they, the Cold War. They lost it because they were on. They were late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, launch the nukes now. <laughs> uh, they disabled us five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> the wall already came down, man. Sorry, down. All right, so. The other, the other thing is, he, there is video of him and these, um, with his psychiatrist or psychologist. So, psychologists, 
can do drugs, right? Um, no, I think a psychiatrist. Didn't. Okay, so psychiatrist. I, I could be wrong. We we might need Mario on that one. Psychiatrist yeah. trained in both medicine and mental health. Psychologist focused on mental health. Okay, all right. So the psychologist. Because to my knowledge, they didn't give him any medicine. Yeah. Um, you know, she's like questioning. She's kind of like running through. If yeah. I'm looking it up, I think it was just a couple days he was there. <clears throat> right, but her, like, she she corroborates it. She's like, you know, he was... He answered all the questions. He has, he has this identification. Mm-hmm. That fits the time that he says when he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, the camera is a big deal because it's sort of like having a Polaroid. Yeah, uh, it, right. He, yeah, he had a. There was. I was trying to think of what the name of that film that was in it. It was called something. There was a specific type type of film that was in the something camera. acetate. It, well, it was. Um, yeah, but it was it was it was a like a brand like uh, yes Sfema Sfema film. Okay, that was in the in the camera. It's like a very specific type of film, which they say you could have purchased all the way up in a store all the way up until like the nineties, even though it was discontinued long before that. So. One of the things that kind of amazed me when I got to L.A. was that um, I didn't realize. So, okay, there's a whole department when you make a movie or a show called continuity. And that's like, so like if you film a scene and Brandon, you're in the scene and I'm in the scene. Right, and your like puka shell necklace is hanging outside of your shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and you know my shirt's unbuttoned with like two buttons, and I got like glasses on, and we're talking. Right, that they literally come up to you, and they take a picture of the the scene that you're about to film with a Polaroid, and they. As soon as it comes out, they write on it the timestamp, um, who's in it, Brandon and Anthony, and that goes into the continuity folder. So that that's why American movies and film are so much better because it's just the details that and you you'll catch it like web sleuths and people online will be like oh this scene he's only he's wearing red shoes and a white yeah right but that's somebody's job is to be like no brandon's necklace is outside of his shirt not inside of his shirt anthony's got glasses you know there's somebody that does all that Mm -hmm. so like i was floored that they could even get polaroid film i'm just living that salt life yeah right But like, yeah, to to this story, this is very old technology for the time. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the all it was all period correct. 
it, and, like the camera and the film, the the clothes, everything was period correct. It it all checked and to the their film, knowledge. And the film was cellulose acetate film, which I don't really know exactly what that is, but that is definitely like a certain kind of film that develops a certain kind of way. Yeah, it was. Um, it was it was like a safer alternative to what film used to be because the old film used to be known to spontaneously combust. Really? Yeah, the, the cellulose acetate, that's... Um, it was the safer version of the earlier materials. It was like a... But that was still... That was period correct. Like, they started doing that in the... 50s. So that's something I've never done. Um, I've actually never made a film. I've made movies with digital, but I've actually never made a film. Mm. <sighs> Sorry. Um, actually, they have to cut it. So there is when you make a movie, it's shot on there's three kinds of films you can shoot so the old films are shot on 16 then the newer ones are 35 and then the now it's like 70 and I think it's even higher than that for like IMAX and stuff uh, but up until the digital age <coughs> there was a a real cut and paste a true cut and paste method yeah. to well, splice that's where the, film together. End up on the chopping block. Right. You end, end up, up on the cutting the, room floor. Yep. Chopping block, cutting room floor. I think Which, the ones for beheading people. So I can tell you I've been on the cutting room floor. Yeah. I think I've been <laughs> on the chopping block. <laughs> um, I've been in the doghouse too. But I don't, that I don't know nothing to do with any of these. <laughs> But the bell-shaped thing was was uh, particularly interesting to me because that was something that not even like UFO things. So there was a show on history called Hunting Hitler. Mm-hmm. And we did this, right? Right. Um, but He's retired in Brazil now. Right. Or a priest in Ecuador. <laughs> um, but during that time when they the whole show when they're going through and they go through every possible way that that could have happened and they end up in Poland at one point and all the descriptions of how this bell thing worked it had to do with like some kind of electromagnetic field similar to like the Philadelphia experiment and all the diagrams and things that they had that they had confiscated from the Nazis they found something that looked exactly like that in Poland and it even had like a conduit so it looked like it looked like a circle with columns and another circle on top, right? But it's huge. And the bottom cir- circle was an encased 
conduit full of electric wire. <clears throat> and that was what generated this magnetic field or electronic field that enabled this thing to levitate and disrupt systems. And yeah. what they thought it was for was to jam radar and take planes out of the sky and things like that. Right. But like I said, the the Germans never got that far. It's like a Bob Lazar. They had the technology, but they didn't know what to do. Yeah, they didn't know what they were doing. Right. Um, you know, I, I've, I've watched enough stuff on the war too to know that there were actively like scientists that were working against Hitler because they they didn't agree with what was going on and they were kind of being made to do shit. So they were intentionally like slowing research projects and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they um, even made a movie about it. I think Valkyrie um, is that Valkyrie? No, the, I think it was called the. Uh, uh, the catcher was a spy. Oh, it was I've about never seen a, that. It was about a major league baseball player at the time. They used him in a covert operation over in World War II. Really? Yeah, but it had something to do with their belief that one of the scientists was intentionally slowing the process in order to work, like to help work against Hitler. So, and there were there were like multiple attempts on his life. If you look at old video, or I guess film, Mo Berg, I think that was the baseball player's name. Okay. Mario wanted to look that up. He has like kind of the Bob Dole thing, where he has like one arm is kind of limp with the pen. Yeah. It's because <laughs> why do you always got the fucking pen? Yeah, right. Guess what else you gonna do with it? I don't know, but that's just fucking. I don't know what's going on with that. Like, I probably put a it, hammer. Is it a comfort thing? Or maybe, a, yeah, I'd, like a knife. Right. That might a get multi-tool. Dangerous. That might get dangerous. <laughs> multi-tool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but he was basically had like, I don't know if it was a limp arm or he lost a lot of function in his arm because some guy had sat down. And at a meeting, I put a briefcase bomb down. But because he was next to a pillar, the bomb blew up and it didn't kill him. Because they kind of knew that he was, it was off the rails pretty early. Pretty much when they were in Russia. They're like, we can't fight Russia in the United States. They knew that. Mm -hmm. And... Not only that, it was like a terrible winter. Um, and the United States was, you know, there we were. All their soldiers were hung over from their mess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did love their meth. The Nazis loved meth. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of meth. <sighs> they did. Um, but. That was the Blitzkrieg. Yeah. That's how they did it. That's how they got across Europe so fast. Meth. Look it up. It's real. No, he shot. He was shot up with meth like every day. Well, like they had like um, all the soldiers had like a little meth ration that they carried with them. They, they would have. They they had a chance to. Well, that was that was it. They could have won that war, but mm-hmm. they got called off because 
the um, the commander leading that was going across, leading the Blitzkrieg, they he was doing things without permission and stuff, and it and it pissed them off, and they they called a hold on him. But if they had let him go, it would have been over. There's a lot of thing with the Nazis and like the and like their technology and whatever that they were way ahead, like <clears throat> like the Middle East. Oh, disclaimer, by the way, um, we know this stuff because at some point you're going to get to the age where you'll watch war film. So just get get ready for that. It's coming if you're still young. If you're out there and you're young, you're going to start watching old war recreations and shit. <clears throat> World War II documentaries. But I guess the point of all this is that, especially during that time, the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was this scramble. There was this scramble for power, and it was on between the United States and Russia. Yeah. So, him saying something like this um, isn't isn't crazy because the Russians and the United States were competing fiercely for technology and so like mentioning a bell shaped thing is like you know we're very novice in our history right mm-hmm. but we know about it you know what I mean yeah. and when you were saying you know you start watching horror films um you know Shane Gillis you ever listen to him yeah <laughs> He's great. Uh, he said that's an uh, early onset Republican. Yeah. You start watching, <laughs> watching war films and be a Republican. <laughs> uh, so this guy, like, coming in and saying that, like, you know, it really hits, it really hits, hits people in the truth because they're like, well, <laughs> I mean, that sounds right, you know? The other thing is, we before we go into what we think, we really got to talk about Kiev becoming like a populated city. So, this story is 2006. So, one thing we have to consider, what if the Ukraine wins the war against Russia? <laughs> so, Whoa. they God, have... There's a deep rabbit hole with that one. Right. So it's like Texas fighting the United States. Okay. Do you know that like the Ukraine has this giant swaths of land that are considered like the most fertile land in the, in, in Europe? They're the, right. they're the breadbasket of Europe. Yes. And what's going on over there is we're giving them money on a loan condition. Part of right. the loan condition is that they sell that land. Yes. The companies that have bought that land are Cargill, Monsanto, companies like that, right? Those companies are all owned by one company, BlackRock. I mean, that's what we do. So we, and the thing is, so so not only that, they're they're like, you're taking our tax dollars and send it. No, they're not. They already spent your tax dollars. Well, They're I just, borrowing money from China, sending it to them, getting these deals worked out with 
BlackRock, they get kickbacks from it, and then they use taxpayer dollars to pay off the loan to China. So, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's money laundering 101. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, <laughs> I just They're not saw... even hiding it anymore. They're just no. like, you can't do anything about it, fuck faces. So, I just saw this thing, and I, this has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. It was kind of like a slip. But they were like, hey, you know, homeless is like crazy. <clears throat> you know, the grocery store prices are through the roof. And we're sending like, you know, we sent like $200 billion to Ukraine. And we pledged like another $3 trillion. <laughs> And Mitch McConnell was like, yeah, it doesn't matter because it all runs through um, American contractors. And everybody's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was kind of like a it was kind of like a quick little thing. Somebody said, but that that's what it is. There's that sure. book, there's that book, The Confession of a Economic Hit. Well, man. it's it's a double kickback for them because sure. the military contracts are are being that they're using because it it equates to somewhere around two hundred and something million dollars a day. If you figure since since Russian invasion to present day how much money we've given them it works out to around 225 million dollars a day and they say what's going on is that that the contractors are all like american military contractors are picking up all these contracts that are being paid for by tax dollars so it's not actually going to the ukraine it's going to contractors helping them fight the war and, and then there's all these secondary conditions that are kickback shit too. And I mean that goes for every single war mm-hmm. that we've been in, and that's that is whether or not you want to believe it is the reason for our prosperity. So they when they like we don't make anything, yeah we do. We mm-hmm. make we make war. Sure, we're real good at it too. We're we're the best at it. And here's here's the double-edged sword for anybody fighting on the other side of us. And this is why they've been very careful not to be like, fuck Russia. Because if you notice, there isn't a huge fuck Russia stance. Yeah. It's it's like, hey, back to Ukraine, you guys. Come on. Back to Ukraine. Yeah. You're right. But they're like, why don't you say fuck Russia? And the reason is, is because... Probably Russia's going to win, and if they don't, if they don't, there's going to be some kind of long, drawn-out thing where we're still going to have to do business with Russia, right? Mm-hmm. So you help just enough on one side. And Russia's still not going to want NATO at their doorstep. Right. So you help just enough on one side, so you look like the good guy. And then you're mm-hmm. still helping the other side um, to because you want their business. <laughs> and the Ukraine, the Ukraine's full of, uh, you know, rare metals and shit that, you know, we use for technology. Yeah. All right. We hit everything. I don't think we hit stuff that wasn't even part of this. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're pretty good. I mean, we were getting into fucking conspiracy theories galore here. Yeah, but that's what this is. This is uh, this is the guy that came back in 2006 from 1958, mm-hmm. and he's uh, you know he's from the Soviet Union. Um, gets questioned by his doctor, tells him 
you know, gives like a, a little bit of an insight about mm-hmm. the future that, Ki- you know, Kiev ends up being like a metropolis. Yeah. Um, gives a little, you know, gives enough clues that his, his fiance is like, yeah, that mofo left. For two stupid, years stupid fucking time traveling bullshit. And what? Now let me guess. He's time traveling again. Let me guess. He went back in time again. <laughs> Try to kiss his mom. <laughs> to beat up, beat up the neighborhood. Yeah. Um. So that's where we're at. Still waiting on a hoverboard. Did Sergey Ponomarenko, not the figure skater, right? Go back to the future. Um, and he's is he unstuck in time? Is he a time traveler? Because you're right, it is the most documented case of time travel. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into what we think. All right, well, let's get into what we think. You can go first, go ahead. All right. Well, I believe Sergey Ponomarenko, the figure skater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, do, I don't believe the time traveler, Sergey. Um, there's like, they say it's the most documented case of time travel. They, you know, they talk about all that. We we talked about it. The period correct clothes, period correct camera, film, yada yada, all these things. But when you delve into it, and I've looked around all over the web, and I found a couple people. Um, there's a guy that does a YouTube. He's pretty popular. Joe Scott, I believe his name is, and he did some digging, and. Um, I found other couple people that did some digging. They they talked to film experts and stuff like that. And there's just a lot of stuff that's not adding up. So he tried to like find any kind of police report from 2006 from the Ukraine. Well, granted, he didn't give this caveat. I will. The Ukraine has gone through massive changes over the years including them overthrowing their government and I think it was 2012 the Ukrainian people went in and took out their government that's why we have what we got going on right now mm-hmm. Zelensky's in there as the president of Ukraine because the people ousted their uh, Soviet friendly government and not like peacefully ousted them or voted them out like they stormed the capital yeah and that was a it lot was covered of... there was a documentary i think it was called ice and fire or something like that ice on fire or something like that that was about the um so people always say rising. well it's russia russia is just part of the soviet union mm-hmm. so then you have all these other it's the united states right so like well, it's yeah. that it's the same thing, it's the same exact thing. They have like, and they, if you look, and, then, and this isn't a secret, this isn't a conspiracy theory, but 
um, if like, conspiracy theorists out there that are listening to our show will recognize the name I'm about to say, George Soros. Yeah. He, on camera, admitted that he funded the uh, uprising in 2012 that overthrew their government. He, like, we, he, like, we, he literally said it on an interview. He's like, we, it's most likely our funding that... We do this. And it's like, this guy... He's got a. He used to turn in. He's Jewish, and he used to turn Jews in. He was that guy that the the, the, the Germans used to use. That they would have like loyal Jews that would rat out other Jews in the town. When they got to a town, they could friends certain Jews and get them to turn other people in. And he was one of those people, and he said he did it proudly. Um, and this is our last show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Thank you so much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this now, is all stuff he said on camera, though. But, but either it does way, get, it does get crazy. Either political. way, it's it's kind of dicey to, to to say like look through the records in the Ukraine is what I'm saying because shit changes. Like you're talking about looking at records from 2006, and they've had like a regime changes since then. And a lot of stuff has been lost, blown up, you know, been in battles, stuff like that. So, but either way, he couldn't find anything on the police report. And in fact, he found out that everything that we, when you're looking up this story, all the photographs, all the film, all the interview with the psychologist, the, the film in the, um, uh, in the psychiatric ward, all that stuff was all um, from a show, a, a Ukrainian TV show called Aliens, where they did recreations. You know, when you do, you know, you're doing the story and you do the recreations. That's all the stuff you're seeing. Those aren't the actual pictures. Those aren't the actual videos. Those are all created by them to retell the story. And... Not to say that that means it's fake. It's just saying that you, the documented part of it isn't really there. <laughs> it's not really documented. It's just said that it's documented. So it's like to, a reenactment to prove to prove that it's actually documented. He went around. He tried to look up all these names. He couldn't find anything. He even tried to contact the people who made the original film for Aliens. Uh, the producers, anything. He couldn't get anybody to respond. Um, so not to say that that proves that it wasn't true, but it does prove that there's, you know, the information isn't prevalent like they say it is. And um, there, there's even the, the big part is, is that the picture of that they said that the lady, that the, his girlfriend had of him in the future, Mm-hmm. If they study in the background, it's, there's, it's copied, <laughs> there's, there's even the yeah. empire, what looks like the Empire State Building in the picture. So it just looks like they just took stock footage of different cities and, you know, clipped it out and photoshopped it in in the background. And so that, that picture doesn't hold a lot of weight. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a few things with the film, too, like... Um, and, and people really got out there because they were talking about the film itself traveling through time. Right. 
would have deteriorated. I don't know about that, but well, they said it. We got what is it? What did they call it? It's called like something vinegar, something. They call it something vinegar, where because it smells like vinegar because of the the film like turns, uh, vinegar syndrome. It's called. Um, that's the degradation of film over time. Okay. And they, there's there's people that's saying that if he was traveling through time, that would be like that would what would, would, would happen to the um, what's my call? Hmm. All right. So what are you calling? <laughs> I, I I think it's all bullshit. I think it's just a big fake <laughs> story. I think it's one of those stories of a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we did another one like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, somebody wants to retell the story, so they do a whole documentary on it, and it gains ground. But really, the only thing you have to go off of is that documentary. So it's a story of a story. (sighs) And I think it's just all... Unfortunately, I think it's all bullshit. I think our other time traveler story holds a lot more weight than this does. Okay. So you're in, it didn't, I can't you're remember, in, what was that guy's name? What do you remember that guy's name? Give me a minute. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'll find it. Um, all right. So what are you <laughs> say, what are you saying? It, that this I think didn't have a, I think it was a story of a story, and it was for a sci-fi TV show. Mm-hmm. You know that wasn't even that great. So, and they they just kind of recreated everything that they didn't have the actual evidence of. And the stuff that they did have evidence of was was obviously faked, like the uh, future pictures. So I, I'm, I'm going complete bullshit on this one. I, I don't even think there's like a, a shred of. I think that what you're talking about was Mike Markham. He yes made a time right. Mike, uh, Mariam. Uh, Mario's saying Mike Mariam. I think it's Markham. Markham. He's oh, misspelling yeah. it. Out of correct, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he, yeah. he, invented a, he invented a time machine and threw him into a field in Ohio. Yeah, and like... Which is the worst place to be... I know we said this before. It's the worst time. Yeah. Like, Makes the story more real, though. Yeah, it does. Not like he ended right. up in Bermuda. Right. You know? Right. Or he wasn't in, in like, Berlin when the wall fell. You were fell. in a cornfield and... <laughs> Idaho, you know, nobody, you know, but, but yeah, I think that, I think that story holds more weight than this one does. I'm, I more believe that time traveler story than I do this one. I think this was just a bullshit story of a story that got blown up over time when it caught wind. And I think the Mike Markham thing was like legit. This dude knew some stuff. He knew how to do some stuff and he might've pulled something off that was like kind of crazy. I don't know if it was actual time travel or, or whatever, or being able to go like jump gate where you go from place to place. Mm. But this one's, this one to me is just, and here's the other thing. Um, one last little piece of evidence that works against this story is that I, re- I keep reading it. When he, did you read where he gave his full name to the police? Yes. Okay. Well, what, what Did you we... happen to know it was also the exact full name of the figure skater we've been talking about all night? Oh. Okay. Yeah. So middle name and everything. So. As I say, and I'm Greg Luganis. 
<laughs> yeah, but he, but but, but I'm like Carl Lewis. But like whatever their middle name is, like he said that too. Like when he when they asked him what his full name was, he said, and I'm trying to find it. There, what his middle name was because it's the same as the figure skaters. He told him. All right, um, so it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. Like it's not even. Like there's not like usually some of these stories that we do, it's kind of like I think that that what was the one the doppelganger teacher oh, right. that we had. Yeah. I right. think it's like that where there's it's that one even has more to it than this one because at least there was a lady lying. You know, <laughs> this one you can't even find the people that were part of the story lying about it. It's just like it's just the story that's out there. Yeah. So so the figure skater's full name is Sergey. Vladilinovich Ponomarenko. And that's exactly what he told the police his full name was. You would think they'd be like, when did he win the gold? 12? Uh, 92. Oh, well, why wouldn't they be like, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. Carl Lewis? Yeah, well, he had like, <laughs> he like, he won like the gold, he won the silver. He won yeah, the that's bronze. what I mean. Like, why didn't the why didn't the authorities be like, yeah, <laughs> I, I know, Carl. Especially Lewis. in that area, because he yeah. would have been pretty. You'd think he'd be pretty famous at least, where <laughs> right? like, you know what I mean? He's three-time world champion, four-time European champion. Or they're like, I mean, this I guy mean, medaled all the time. He had like tons of medals. I mean, it's Michael Jordan. If anybody's gonna get back in time, it's Michael Jordan, right? right? <laughs> Right, so no, so I don't believe any happen. bit of this story. I think every bit of it's bullshit. I don't even think there's an ounce of truth to it. Okay. Except for right. maybe that UFO picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, this I'm going to say happened. We're the best at TV. We're absolutely the best. And I don't care if you're from a foreign country and you have a show that's awesome great (laughs) all in all collectively if you watch foreign TV and you watch American TV our shitty TV (laughs) is far superior now every once in a while there's a squid game or there's a movie (laughs) like Snatch or um Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or there's like these, or Life of Pi, these movies that are made, or shows that are made, that are on par, right, with American Slumdog Millionaire. Right, with production companies. But, like, I was in Finland, and what flipping through TV, TV's fucking terrible, right? And all of a sudden, Scott Pilgrim versus the world yeah. comes on. I never watched that show. I've never seen it one time. It runs around the clock in Finland <laughs> for whatever reason That's in so English, weird. not even with subtitles. <clears throat> so it's so weird what some countries cling on to that's American. Like right. David and it's Michael, and it's shit. Michael, Michael Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a, it's a very weird show. It kind of has like some metaphysical things where like he, whatever. Yeah. The point is, the point is, I think this is one of those shows that 
it's kind of like the moon landing hoax when they put it on prime time and played it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an obvious fiction, right? Or when Animal Planet did that mermaids thing. Sure. It's obvious That's what fiction. that Joe Scott brought up. <laughs> he said, when the, he's like, yeah, that actually happened. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's obvious fiction, but they play it as real. Um, and as much as I'm a believer and like, there's weird stuff, right? That's why mm. the whole reason we have this podcast right, is that there's weird stuff that this particular story has a lot of holes. One thing we didn't get to is that, you know, uh, the date that he's missing and he's, he's returned and they're like, what well, happened on this day? And then they send him to the psychiatrist. It's like two days later. Mm-hmm. His uh, passport that has the Soviet Union, you know, that date is skewed. Yeah. Even the film that, like, the um, the uh, surveillance camera in the hospital that he was at right. it was time-stamped at the bottom. And that Joe Scott went back and looked up the date for that year, like 2006, whatever date they put down in 2006, because it's set on there like um, Wednesday or Thursday, whatever. And he went back and looked and it was a Sunday, not a Thursday. And, you know, the reason I'm saying all this is to go back to what we were talking about. Brandon in the puka shell necklace outside of his shirt. Anthony with the sunglasses on. Yeah. Salt life. There's there's continuity. And somebody on YouTube is like, bullshit, man. The fuck here? <laughs> they found it. Like, literally. <laughs> He's wearing Ron John, not salt life. Right. So, like, you have, in America, there's a higher standard for what people will call bullshit on, right? hmm And even in fiction stories, people will, there's a whole internet thread dedicated to, like, you know, part mistakes the, and shit. Right. What the Big Bang Theory is really about. What, like, you know, I even heard, like, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, the whole show is a dream. Mm. And he actually dies in the beginning. <laughs> and that, you know, his heaven is Bel Air. And that's why you don't see his mom all the time. So, like, so like there's there's these pockets. Yeah, well there's a lady out there that came up with this theory that uh the Terminator movies were prequels to the Matrix. So I've heard that too, because the machines take over. That right. actually has some legs. Like it, there's like a lot. <laughs> there's like a lot to it. If you listen to her break it down, you're like, Well, damn. I, you know? Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I didn't think about it like that. Shane, back to Shane Gillis. He's like, uh, I had this drug dealer. You know, you just want to get your drugs and get out. He's like, but this drug dealer was like, hey, man, you want to hang out and rap? And he's like, I don't know, I guess. And he's like, you know, we started smoking. He starts doing his rap. And I'm like, damn, this dude has bars. He can, <laughs> he, he, he can spit it. He has bars. So, like, what I think this was is that 
it's that. It's Russia has bars. They, they, they tapped into the way Americans tell stories, and it hit a nerve in Europe, mm-hmm. and that traveled here. They're like, "Hey, there's this guy, Sergey Panarenko," and the first thing I put in Google, and it's like, you know, whatever, multi-year Olympic medalist, and I'm like, he's the same name. Come on, <laughs> come on! I know that's like, I know that's a very common name, Sergey, and I don't know about Panamarenko, but it sounds Russian, right? Right. <laughs> you know, so <clears throat> I think this is one of those stories that whoever wrote this mystery really hit the they really hit the nail on the head with storytelling. It's just the American audience was like, fuck that, dude. You're a fucking liar. Because they picked apart, <laughs> Reddit picked it so, like, as soon as I put it into Reddit, it's like, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. And there's 75 different threads that tell why it's bullshit down to, uh, you know, when he's sitting in the psychiatrist's office. Uh, it's a killer story. It's really good. It's a great <laughs> story. It's a great story. I want it to be true. I want people to be unstuck in time, but honestly, it's my problem with being unstuck in time is that why aren't they president? Why aren't, why aren't they the richest people on earth? Like if you were like Elon Musk, yeah, found out something and you know, he's from the 30s actually and he found something out and he was a scientist. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> you would use that. And that that's the whole paradigm is that if if you have that power of knowledge, and people say it all the time, if I could just go back knowing what I know now, you're like, yeah, but you don't know what you know now. Like, that's the whole conundrum. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Of duh. course. You know, you would just you would just be a doctor, right? Right? Because you're like, who cares? Uh, what what really matters from 21 to 25? You know? Yeah. But that's you don't have that ability, and I don't think anybody <laughs> has yet. I think somebody put out there once. They're like, if you could travel back in time, and with with the knowledge you have now, what is the first three things that you would do? And it was like, it was, but I picked a date. I don't remember. It was like you could travel back twenty years in time or something like that. And uh, it what what's the first three things you would do? I was like, buy Tesla stock, buy Amazon stock, buy you know what I mean? Like, like uh, everybody's like, I'd do this. I'd tell my old self, you know. And I'm like, I'd fucking invest. <laughs> it's it's like hot tub time machine. Lugal. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Lugal. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and I was trying to think of this earlier when we were doing the, the the comparison movies and stuff. There was a there's a comedian named Aaron Woodall and he's got this hilarious bit about Harry Potter is just Star Wars with sucky lightsabers. <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious because he's when he breaks it down, it is fucking dead on. He was like, <laughs> he was like the uh, 
the son whose parents both died gets sent to live with his uncle. Yeah, right. And a mysterious <laughs> stranger shows up, takes him away <laughs> to some school where some old guy that seems like he's high all the time teaches him <laughs> the ways of this ancient magic. <laughs> and even though he'll have this uh, sort of weird crush on this sister-like figure, um, <laughs> she'll only have affection for the quirky, funny sidekick. <laughs> It's, it's hilarious when he breaks the whole thing down. Because you're at first, you're like, nah, it's not. <laughs> and then he starts breaking it down. You're like, holy shit, it is the exact same story. <laughs> uh, it's true, though. It's true. I think this is, this is one of them. Like, it's a great story. It's There was a... Steven Spielberg had a series called Amazing Stories. Yeah. And it was... And this is one of those. This is like a Twilight Zone... Yeah. This is Russia's attempt at killer drama, and they nailed it. I mean, they nailed it because, like, like everybody bought it, except the dorks on Reddit. They're like, bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they picked it apart. So, I'm with you. I'm going to say it didn't happen. Yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, I was... think I might. I might even. I might even say that that guy that supposedly traveled three thousand years into the future that one that show we did might have more weight than this one. <laughs> yeah, and we like. I think we talked about the guy on Instagram that everything stopped in twenty twenty seven, and he yeah. might be in like an alternate universe. And we talked about that, and you're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that show. I, I think it's bullshit. I think it's, he he obviously has you know CGI capability. Yeah, because because they, they like send him to like Times Square. They send him to places that, right where there's nobody's out. Right. And I and, think I think you could just get production enough to do that. Like you absolutely. know, where absolutely. you could just you could you could shut down a you could pay everybody a little bit of money and be like hey stay indoors for five minutes you don't even need that you just you need a you need like computer and time right like if you have the right software because that's how they do i mean you know like that movie i am legend when like nobody's in Times square Mm -hmm. you know and that was before covid right so like you, you don't have time to like shut Times square down nor do you have the money right like I don't know there's like a TGI Fridays in Times Square there's a McDonald's there what are you gonna fucking tell them you're shutting it down <laughs> right now <laughs> I can say this though. it's I Wild went... Wing Wednesday are you out of your mind so I went to work one day downtown LA and um I'm like what the fuck is going on like the whole thing is and they had this guy on a fucking crane on a like pendulum and he's held like I don't know like 60 stories up right and they're like releasing him and they're fucking filming it and I'm like what the fuck is it and they're like ah they're filming some movie and everybody was just pissed they fucking now we're not gonna make any money today (laughs) but we have to be here but we're not gonna make a fucking dollar and they're like the restaurant's getting paid but we're not getting paid and I'm like that is bullshit like (laughs) <laughs> right. You're not even gonna pay him like a couple hundred bucks for coming in. So I think I think that's what happened here. This is this is uh, uh, an awesome attempt at TV. 
a terrible attempt at time travel. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. All right, so this didn't happen. Didn't happen. No, it's not even doubtful. This just didn't happen. Yeah, it just didn't happen. Okay. Well, I think we solved it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Anthony. I'm Brandon. I'm Mario. And this is Everything That's Weird. For show notes and merchandise, go to www.everythingthat'sweird.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like, subscribe, and review anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you next time.